Hare Krishna, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class on November 14th. Um, today, let's see, we are uh, beginning with First Canto, Chapter 14. And um, verse 10, I believe. And uh, this is Yudhisthira, who is speaking to his brother, Arjuna, who has just come back from Dwarka. And of course, the real point here is that Krishna has just left the planet. Actually, text number nine. We're going to begin with text number nine. Uh, I was looking through the verses. 114.9. Yes, okay. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, Yudhisthira speaking, 114.9. Jasma Naksampado Rajam Dara Prana Kulang Prajaha. Asan, Sapatna, Vijayo, hmm. Lokas, Charanugrahat. So again, this is actually technically not a complete sentence. It's completed in, in the next verse, but still, uh, Prabhupada explains what it means. So, Jasmat, from whom? From whom? Uh, meaning from Krishna. Not our Sampada are all literally all of our fortunes or here it's translated opulence from whom our opulence our good fortune rajam our kingdom i mean that was a struggle to get for you to get the kingdom basically the whole mahabharata is about this lifelong struggle to get the kingdom so from whom our good fortune our kingdom daraha our wives interestingly uh there's a word in Sanskrit, daraha, which literally is plural, wives, but it sometimes has a singular sense, but never mind, that's way, that's too much, that's definitely too much grammar. So daraha, our wives, here it is the plural sense because it's speaking about uh, all the Pandavas. Dara, our wives, pranaha, our lives, prana, life, air, sometimes just means life. So pranaha, plural, our lives, kulam, uh, dynasty, Prabhupada translates it, Kulam can be community, uh, as in Guru Kula, family or community, Prajaha, our citizens, uh, Asan, uh, became possible. From whom all these things became possible or simply exist from, or, or uh, ex came into being all these things Sapatna Vijayo, and our victory over our enemies or rivals. This is very interesting uh, because the word Sapatna, which means rival, enemy, competitor, foe, uh, actually comes from the word Sapatni. Patni is wife, and Sapatni is co-wife. So there is like the English co, co-wife, Sapatni. 
so uh, were were the w- women in these uh, polygamous marriages were they always happy? Apparently, not so much. Sometimes I'm sure they were, and sometimes they weren't, because the word from the word subputni co-wife, you get the word subputna, which means enemy, and we actually have an example of this in Chitraketu, who's who had many wives, and they murdered his only son uh, because of jealousy or they weren't getting attention. So the very fact that the word enemy in Sanskrit, rival or enemy, uh, comes from the word co-wife, I think, tells you sort of all you need to know. So, Sapatna Vijaya, victory over our enemies, Lokas, our worlds, our worlds. Uh Prabhupada says future accommodation in higher planets, literally worlds. Uh, the idea is that elevation to higher planets is sort of the ultimate collectible. And you, and you literally, uh, it's like um, it's like a savings account where you perform all these pious activities and then you pile up, you start to accumulate future worlds. So Lokas are worlds. Of course, the Pandavas are going to go back to Godhead, but the fact that they had this opulence of access to all these worlds should they choose to take advantage of it, which ultimately they didn't because they went back to Godhead. So worlds, lokas, jadanugraha, by whose mercy? So just as in English, if you say from whom all these things took place, by whose mercy, then you that's a dependent clause. Then the next sentence will hopefully complete this. Uh, actually, the next sentence, let's see. Um, one thing, sorry for this little delay. Actually, it's in the previous sentence. The previous sentence says that, um, that the Lord is going to leave this world. So it's actually the sentence, the independent clause is the previous verse where it says the Lord now is uh, desires to give up his pastimes in this world. And then the ne- next sentence is the Lord from whom all these things. So actually the independent clause is the previous sentence, which you can do in Sanskrit without any problem. So now text 10, Pashot Patan, behold these disturbances, not of Yagra, Arjuna, a tiger of men. Behold, see these disturbances, Pasha Utpatan. So ut means up and pata means kind of like falling up, like patita means fallen, so or rising. So ut pata, things that are just sort of springing up, jumping up in front of you, uh, these disturbances. Pashot patan naraviagra, tiger of men. Uh, divyan. So these disturbances are divyan. Some of them are coming. Uh, from the sky or from, you know, the, or from higher powers, Bhoman, some of them are earthly, from the word Bhumi, earth, Bhoman, earthly disturbances, Sa, together with Daihikan, Daihika, bodily, from the word Deha, Deha means body, like Dehinosminjata, Dehi, and so on, so Daihika means bodily, and so uh, behold these disturbances, uh, in the sky, on the earth, and uh, and from our own bodies, darunan, they are very fierce, they're frightening. 
Shang Sato, and they are literally telling of uh, danger. Adurat, not far away. Adurat means not. They are telling, or they are describing, or they are predicting um, terrible things, not far away. Uh, all these terrible symptoms, bayam, danger. They, they are telling us that, that not far away is danger, which buddhi mohanam, which bewilders our intelligence. So all these bad, of course, these are all signs that the Kali Yuga is coming. So there's all these terrible signs in the sky and the earth, in 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 uh, within people's bodies, all these signs that Kali Yuga is coming. So then our uh, Yudhisthira goes into more detail. Urvakshi bahavo mahyam, spuranti anga punak punaha. So urva it's actually uru means the thighs. Akshi, eye, baho, the arm. So there's quivering or tingling. And uh, he's feeling in his thigh, and his eyes are twitching or quivering in his arms. Spurantianga. So spuranti means they're quivering. Anga, punak punaha, repeatedly, literally again and again. Vepatus chapi, radie, and, and uh, there is trembling, palpitations palpitations in my heart. So there's heart palpitations. And something is coming our way. And all these things, Dasyanti will give, literally, Dasyanti will give. Prabhupada translates it, indicating, will give vipriyam, undesirable, something really that we don't want, something that we don't like. So the Kali Yuga is coming. Krishna came because remember that um, the Bhagavatam says that the Kali Yuga began exactly at the moment that Krishna left this world and Krishna has left this world. So technically, technically, the Pandavas are now inside the Kali Yuga and all these terrible signs are coming. So that's what's happening. And Shivai... Shiva, Isha, Udyantam, Adityam. So, Abhirodhyanalanana. Uh, mm, my God. Mamanga Sarameyo Yang Abhirebhatyabhiruvat. So, Shiva, in the feminine, this feminine word Shiva means a jackal. So, this jackal is Abhiroti, is crying out to the rising sun. Adityam. Aditya here means the sun, and uh, the M at the end, Adityam, because it's the object of the verb Abhiroti, because this jackal is crying, barking, crying out at the Udyantam, the upgoing sun, the rising sun. Shivaisha Udyantam Adityam Abhiroti Analanana. And the jackal has literally has uh, a, uh, a fire face. Literally, anala means fire, anana means face. So literally, this fire-faced jackal, it's very strong language, this fire-faced jackal is barking, crying out at the rising sun. Mamanga sada meo young, and my dear brother, sada meo young, this dog, so apparently... Ayam is this, so there's a dog right in front of him. Sarameyo Yang Abhirevatya Bhiruvat is 
barking at me fearlessly without fear. So if you've, if you've been to India, you know that in India, dogs are not, of course, now things are changing with the so-called educated classes, but in general, in India, dogs are not coddled and, you know, hugged and kissed and, and all that. They're dogs. And, uh, of course, you know, in the West, they don't see it that way. But anyway, so they're not, they're, how should I put it? Um, they are very much disciplined. They don't, you know, they have to behave or otherwise, you know, they're not treated well. So the fact that a, a dog would be fearlessly barking at, uh, at Udistir is something which, did, which just didn't happen normally because the dogs are very disciplined and trained. I hope I didn't offend all the dog lovers. Uh, I mean, dogs can be very loyal and caring and all that. But uh, so let's just say that in India, uh, they were very uh, disciplined and didn't bark at their masters. Certainly not at the king. So, chasta kurvanti mang savyam. So the useful animals like the cow, this is the word shasta. So uh say what that word shasta means in the dictionary very quickly. Uh well shasta literally means praised. And that's why I was wondering why I looked it up, because it literally means praised so the so the animals who are praised literally is what it means which is a very interesting use the commended animals you animals that are that are contributing directly to human welfare such as domestic animals so Prabhupada translates but it literally means praised or commended and Prabhupada translates it useful animals so so the the Pashavo, and that's the word, Shasta goes with the word Pashavo. So the praised animals or the commended animals or the animals that are like the cow that directly contribute to human well-being, uh, they're literally making me to the left. They, they do me, to the, in other words, they are going around me to, on the left side. On, on my left side, Dakshinam, Pashavo, Parain, other animals on my right side, Vahangscha, Purusha, Vyagra, and I see the, uh, literally like the carrying animals, like horses, the ones that carry you, uh, the horses, the steeds, oh, Arjuna, tiger of men. I recognize them. I see them, Lakshaye, that they are, uh, they are weeping. So my carriers, my mounts, my horses, I, I now perceive that they're weeping. So all these terrible things are happening. I'll translate this Obima Sena. Uh, which is from Purusha Vyagra, Tiger of Men. Uh, you're speaking to Bhima. Obima Sena, Tiger Among Men. Now useful animals like cows are passing me on my left side and lower animals like the asses are circumambulating me. My horses appear to weep upon seeing me. So, by the way, the same uh, highly developed culture of omens and signs you find also very much in the Greco-Roman culture. 
So Mrityu um, Dutak, literally a death messenger, Kapoto Young, this pigeon is a death messenger. So it's not getting better. Uluka, the owl, Kampayan Manaha, is making my mind tremble. So um, Pratyuluka, it's interesting the word Pratyuluka means the sort of the anti-owls, which are taken to be crows. So apparently the crows and the owls don't get along. So you have the owls and the anti-owls, or the, <laughs> the Ulukas and the Pratyulukas. And so Kuhuan Ayer, by their shrieks, by their cries, Bisham by Shunyam they're wishing to make, they're wishing, literally wishing the universe void. So it's, this is very, this is kind of like Edgar Allan Poe, you know, the uh, the raven. <clears throat> so it's, this is very spooky stuff. These are very, you know, sort of frightening omens uh, because the Kali Yuga is coming. So Prabhupada translates this, just see the pigeon is like a messenger of death, the shrieks of the owls and the rival crows make my heart tremble it appears they want to make a void of the whole universe so dhumra disha smoky directions so there's smoke in all directions paridhaya and it's uh, there's an encirclement a smoky so this it's like surrounding us this is very again very macabre very um dark and and frightening Omens. Kampate bhu sahadri bi. The earth shakes, literally, the earth trembles with its mountains. So there are earthquakes. Near Ghatas Jamahangs Tata, there is a great bolt. Prabhupada says bolt from the blue, like lightning bolt. Sometimes in, in a blue sky, you have a, a, um, a lightning bolt. And so, therefore, in English, a bolt from the blue. Is it means something very surprising that you could never have expected. So near Gata Chamahangs thought there's a great bolt and the lightning bolt in the sky, Sakam Chasanayitnubi, together with uh thundering, Prophet says without any cloud. So um so Vayurvati Kutasparsho. Literally the wind blows, Vayurvati. The wind blows, cut a sparsha, but harsh to the touch. Uh, Prabhupada says the wind blows violently, sparsha's touch. And so kara literally means it's a wind which is like very harsh to the touch. Some winds are very nice and gentle and like a gentle breeze. Sometimes the wind is painful and rough. And so it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, the wind blows with a very rough, harsh touch. Rajasa Bisarjang Stamaha with dust, and there's it's like wind with dust uh, releasing and, and uh, literally Bisarjang sort of like unleashing darkness. So the, the wind is blowing harshly, it has all this dust in it, and it's sort of darkening everything. Asrig Barsanti Jalada and the cloud givers, Jalada, that means the cloud, uh, the, I'm sorry, the rain givers or the water givers. Jala is water, da is giving. So one word for cloud is Jalada, the water giver. So the water givers, the clouds, uh, are raining blood. Uh, asrig. 
the the the, uh, the clouds are raining blood. Uh, terrifying in all directions. So Prabhupada has an interesting translation. The wind blows violently, blasting dust everywhere and creating darkness. Clouds are raining everywhere with bloody disasters. So Prabhupada translates that. So Suryang Hatabrabhang Prasya. Behold the sun uh, whose, uh, whose light has been literally struck or diminished. Uh, the word hatta prabha means means light, and so you have its pro, its its light is hatta. Of course, it can mean killed. Uh, hatta in Sanskrit means struck, beaten, smitten, killed, slain, destroyed, ended, gone, lost. So the 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 sun has lost its effulgence. Have you ever seen like when it's a very cloudy day or sort of nasty cloudy day and you kind of see the sun, but it's really not giving very much light. It doesn't glow. It's not bright. So the sun has lost its glow, so to speak. Pasha, behold this. Graha Mardam, uh, clashes of the planets. Graha Mardam Mito, um, between each other. Uh, again, I find the Sanskrit words very interesting to give you more of the Whole sense graha graha means planet, and uh, they are grinding each other, pounding each other. These are and there's friction between the planets. These are just some of the senses of this word. Marda comes from, uh, can mean crushing, grinding, rubbing, bruising. So the planets are in really kind of, uh, and of course here the the word for a planet here is graha which literally means to grab. And so it's like like the planet, which kind of has this effect. So the planets are sort of battling each other. It's a bad situation. Mito, divi, they're each other. Mito, me there means each other. Divi in the sky. Sasankulayar, bhuta ganayar. Uh, and so the communities of beings, different groups of living beings, uh, it's as if earth and, and sky are just ignited on fire, earth and fire uh, on fire. So it's, uh, it's really a terrible situation here. Um, word Sankula. Oops. So it's, um, this is, a, I mean, if you imagine a movie of this or something, it's a very sort of horrific situation. Um, anyway, so that's what's going on. This and, and all these things, of course, are portending. They're all announcing or revealing that it is now Kali Yuga. It's actually Kali Yuga now. So, Nadyo, Nadasha, the rivers, as probably said, the tributaries, Chubita are all perturbed. The bodies of water are all agitated. Sarang Sicha, Manang Sicha, the lakes and mines because the mind is sometimes compared to a lake. So Prabhupada says the reservoirs of water and people's minds are all disturbed. Uh, and fire does not ignite with ghee. Fire doesn't burn, so you put ghee in the fire and it just, it doesn't burn. Kalo, young king, vidhasyati. This, this 
time, this age that has now come, King Vidasyati, what is it going to uh, bestow upon us? What is it going to do? What is it going to ordain or establish this time, this new age? So maybe we'll stop there with that question. It's, uh, it's a very, very dramatic, uh, very dramatic sort of uh, awful omens and announcements that it is now Kali Yuga. So it's a, it's a pretty nasty, bad situation. Now, hopefully read more about that tomorrow. Uh, no, I'm sorry, next Sunday. So we'll see if there's any questions. Um, so let's see. <laughs> Someone leave a Purusha. Greetings from the University of Krishna. <laughs> so... Um, Thank you all for listening. Don't see any questions yet. Here's a question from Ananda Leela. Could you please elaborate on this purport statement by the celestial influence of the stars there are many calamities like excessive heat, cold, rains, or no rains? And the after effects are famine, disease, and epidemic. The aggregate result is agony of the body and the mind. Um, by celestial influence of the stars, um, as I've said before, the uh, the zodiac or the stars, the planets. Um, give information the universe is all wired together so to speak i mean literally not wires but everything is connected and you get this very clearly in the earliest upanishads how everything in the universe is very intimately connected and so um our fate is literally written in the stars and so, uh, so we can talk about celestial influence of the stars. And, uh, but of course, ultimately, it is coming from karma. Now, there is sometimes there's information in the stars that doesn't directly apply to us. For example, someone may be in a poor country, but a person may live well. Some people in poor countries live well. Some people in countries that, that don't have enough water do have water. Or in countries where many people don't have proper food, someone may have proper food. So similarly, even in Kali Yuga, a person who is blessed by Krishna may actually have a very pleasant, peaceful life. So there are, so to speak, collective or general symptoms that may not apply to a particular person or a particular group. And so uh, Yudhisthira, for example, is seeing all these horrible symptoms, but he personally is thinking of Krishna and he's living in a very beautiful palace in a kingdom where people still 
follow him, even though the dogs are getting a little undisciplined. So, um, but so there are symptoms of, of the age and, uh, yeah, it's just all, all the miseries, celestial influence, the stars tell us what's going to happen or what is happening. And so it's common to say the influence of the stars, ultimately it's karma because ultimately the amount that we enjoy or suffer is due to uh, our own activities. It's not that, well, according to my karma, I should have been happy, but I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, ultimately Krishna um, controls everything and everyone gets exactly what they deserve. You, there are no innocent bystanders, so to speak. Innocent people just don't suffer and guilty people don't avoid suffering. So, entonces, I'll translate from Spanish, then we should accept these omens as uh, having scriptural authority in the sense that a great soul like Yudhisthira Maharaj accepts them and is actually very worried about them, then uh, we can accept them as uh, universal or how should we interpret them? I, yeah, I just explained that actually. I just explained that, that um, there are general conditions on a planet, uh, different ages, for example, let's say in the summer it's hot. Some people have air conditioning and some people don't have air conditioning. So it's, um, yeah, these are general conditions. So there's the general karma, you could say, of people on a planet. And then certain people, individuals actually suffer more than the average, and some people suffer less. It just depends on one's individual situation. So, Nandalila, again, all these omens like raining blood, are we to understand them as metaphors or literal statements? That's an interesting question. Um, that's a good question. Whether when Kali Yuga began, blood actually fell from the sky. Um, sounds like the... Uh, the punishments inflicted on Egypt when the Pharaoh wouldn't let the Hebrew slaves go, wouldn't release them, and things like this happen. So, uh, yes, yeah, so are these, is blood literally raining or is it just a, uh, a metaphor? Uh, it doesn't say it's a metaphor. It doesn't, Prabhupada doesn't say it. And so, um, I don't want to say it's a metaphor when I don't have any evidence that it is. Oh, Pavani, are we to assume that up to that point, such calamities never took place? Oh, they might have taken place, let's say, if something really terrible happened, like someone killed a Brahmin, there might have been omens. But but, um, but this is the beginning of Kali Yuga, so this is like a sort of a supremely inauspicious moment. So I'm sure there were calamities in the past, not very much, and only in special circumstances happening to certain people. So uh, since today is a codice, can you please say a few words about the importance of observing a codice, the spiritual function of it? 
Uh, yes. It's also, before I forget, it's uh, Gorky Shortest Babaji's Disappearance Day. A great Vaishnava, so I should mention that. Also, Ekadasi, it seems to me that it's pretty obvious that um, twice a month, roughly, uh, we have to do this little austerity. It's not a huge austerity, but, and uh, for many of us, we don't do a lot of austerities because we have really pretty comfortable lives, especially those of us who live in, you know, nice places. We have comfortable lives. We have all kinds of conveniences. We have vacuum cleaners and washing machines and air conditioners and heaters. And and so in, even though it's Kali Yuga in one sense, we don't have a lot of austerity in our life other than just generally being alive in this crazy world today. But and so Lord Chaitanya asked us twice a month to do this little austerity. So to me, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita at the end of chapter 17 and in chapter 18, that um, especially in chapter 18, actually, that uh, there are three aspects of religious life which one should never give up, which are yagya, dana, tapas, uh, sacrifice, charity, and austerity. And so we don't have that much austerity in our lives. And so Lord Chaitanya asks us, to do this little austerity, and it's good for us. It gives us a chance to exercise self-control and to remember we're not the body. So to me, it's not a magical thing. It's just it's just a, a fundamental part of a serious spiritual life, have a little austerity. So, Brahmatirtha, sometimes we hear about bad omens in current astrology. Should we take these seriously? Um, it's interesting. I don't know how to take it seriously in the sense of like, what do we actually do? Um, one to Prabhupada in India, there's a, uh, there's a uh, conviction that it's inauspicious to leave on a trip on Thursday afternoon. And I've heard that even, uh, Bhakti Otakur, if he had to leave on Thursday afternoon, he would go, say, to the train station in the morning. So he was leaving Thursday morning. Or you hear about people in India, like, they pack their bags before noon or they put the bag, like, outside the door or take one step or something. So um, so I'm not sure exactly what we can do. If, for example, Yudhisthira, when he saw all these super omens, I mean, what did he do? He just decided to pack up. He decided that, well... Maybe it's time for us to retire. We have competent people to take our place. So um, actually, Brother Tirith especially, you know this, that uh, even sometimes in our lives, we've just seen certain omens. You remember in, in, in Lachua County there where there were certain omens and, I, and we decided that maybe I should distance myself from managing that zone. So yeah, sometimes... Like if you're doing something, everything's going wrong, or you just feel, I mean, we do sometimes feel that there are certain signs, certain things happen, certain people say things to us or whatever, and we feel in our heart that Krishna's telling us to stop doing something or we have to start doing something. So in our own way, I guess we do sometimes uh, make decisions based on what's going on around us. So were the Pandavas vegetarian, as far as I know? Yeah, they did hunt, though. 
that, that that's another thing they i mean the bhagavatam talks about krishna and arjuna hunting so if they you know if krishna if arjuna ate what he hunted then in that sense he would not be of course they perform sacrifices it's a good question and uh we don't have very explicit answers even uh Parikshi went hunting in fact he was cursed on a hunting trip and we know that Pandu hunted. So you could say, well, if they hunted, they must have eaten what they hunted. So, um, and, you know, this was allowed for Kshatriyas. So it's, uh, because, of course, in our community, obviously, uh, eating meat, fish, or eggs is something, well, some devotees now think that eggs are a gray area. I won't go into that. But it's certainly eating meat, uh, eating meat or fish or things like that, or poultry, uh, for us, it's very abominable. So the idea of great souls not being as strictly vegetarian as we are is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah, it's a difficult topic. So uh, in the absence of further evidence, I won't, I won't say more about this. So is there any way to control this river can we advance devotees? I don't understand that. Is there any way to control this river? I'm not sure what river that refers to. Uh, so if you want to send more information, thank you for your comments. Do you have an opinion as to how accurate a Vedic astrology birth chart is? I have absolutely no idea. Prabhupada, uh, said very strongly in my presence many, many years ago that he did not want devotees getting very much involved with astrology. And that's the last I really thought about it. Astrology. I've had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life by Prabhupada's mercy uh, without any astrology. So, uh, Padma, Will these bad omens happen again as Kali Yuga progresses? Oh, there's all kinds of bad omens. I mean, there's all kinds of floods and fires. And yeah, there's lots of bad omens happening all the time on this planet now. Climate change. So, uh, Tampa Todd. Yes, you have to put question marks in. Um, let's see. So, Pavani, again. When demons, Vena, Hiranyakashipu, etc., take over briefly, were those omens present? Um, something. There must have been some omens. They were really bad people. So, Lilakara, um, we can see that as Kali Yuga increases, one has to be more careful in one's devotional service. Neophytes may not place importance on the appearance or disappearance days of Srila Gorki, Shortas Babaji. What essential characteristic qualities can we take from him well he was completely krishna conscious he was completely detached from the material world and he was always thinking with great love of krishna so that's that's a pretty great life isn't it so all these calamities seem to serve as a kind of foreshadowing of the horrors of kali yuga i also noticed that with the passing of great acharyas the last two world wars started here on earth question marks uh not really a question but thank you anyway um 
how much do such horrifying signs and occurrences affect the consciousness of liberated souls in the material world? Uh, Eudister was a little bit horrified. I think I used to take these descriptions lightly as they were such elevated devotees. They are elevated devotees, but they um, it is startling. And even Prabhupada. Prabhupada would notice dramatic things that um, happened. It doesn't mean... I mean, he's not affected, pure devotees not affected in the sense they don't forget Krishna. They don't forget Krishna and they respond in a very Krishna conscious way. But some, but it, I mean, the great occurrences in the material world can be shocking. Even the, the uh, pure devotees in Vrindavan when Krishna was there, when Indra was tying, trying to drown Vrindavan, uh, or when great demons came, the residents of Vrindavan cried out for Krishna, and they were, you know, sought shelter. So, because the material energy is Krishna's energy, and Krishna is God, and He can shock us, and He can um, startle us, because ultimately it's Krishna. So, uh, and all these shocking, startling events are just. Uh, are meant to motivate us to take shelter of Krishna, ultimately. Take shelter of Krishna. So, uh, okay, it's, uh, all these chat things bouncing all over the place now. Uh, oh. Let's see. I think that was... Um, I don't see any more questions. I think I answered all the questions. You can pay me now. Just kidding. Oh, well, hello to Vivaswan. I send my greetings, Vivaswan. Thank you very much for the invitation to visit there. Tampa, so thank you all very much. I don't see any more questions. If they, uh, Hare Krishna to an old friend in Iowa there. So uh, I think that's it. I think that's it, and uh, thank you all very much for listening. I hope we will all be together again on next Sunday. Hare Krishna.